People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. Welcome back to another edition of your 20 by 20 ring crew. I am here with Matt. I am Joe, as always. Uh, we're back. Episode 94. Matt, what's going on, man? Hey, what's going on? Uh, wrestling. Wrestling's going wrestling. on. Wrestling. As always, in the background, we have wrestling going on. And uh, we're currently watching New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, forgive me, I don't know what night this is. This is the... Uh, one of the new beginning in Sapporo shows. And the uh, reason why we can't watch all of them is because they haven't uploaded all their stuff. So, uh, <laughs> Earlier, you and I were looking and there was like a couple shows with just one match each. Yeah, it's like give with the New Japan. Yeah. I don't know if that's, uh, maybe there's just like a whole copyright thing or something. I, I find that hard to believe. It's because weird though, because this isn't their own product. It's it's their own product and I don't I don't understand why they wouldn't have entire shows, but... Who knows? Um, Especially, like, seeing that those shows... Like, I get, like, the international, like, copyright laws in some cases. But, like, the international copyright laws that they're dealing with is from the United States. And here on the United States versions of New Japan Pro Wrestling World, it's still not there, so... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, it's weird. It's really... It's really... It's disappointing, but... Uh, They'll get them up there eventually. I just kind of wish they were up there so you can watch it before the big shows. But, yeah, that's... Uh, well, again, I think growing pains. Definitely growing pains in this situation, for yeah. sure. But, they, but you're right. They'll definitely get them up there. Uh, again, if you guys don't have a subscription, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash NJPW will get you one. You get 30 days for free. And um, at this point, you know, this is uh, the New Beginning Tour, but uh, please hop on there and watch uh, Russell Kingdom both nights in their entirety. What a great fucking set of shows. As we see John Moxley show up, him and his eye patch. He's a, been a busy <laughs> man. He's all over the place. He is, man. You know what, though? That's I, I love that about professional wrestling right now. And uh... Now, I... I'm far from perfect. I have made every mistake in the book. I'm no hero. I'm no role model. I'm no saint. I don't have to wear a white hat or a black hat, but I make damn sure at the end of every day I can look at myself in the mirror because all the championships and money in the world don't mean nothing if you don't have your honor, if you don't live by a code. I'm, I'm even more so thankful for the villain, Marty Skrull, just continuing to do what everybody expects him not to do and he's almost like single-handedly been responsible for multiple companies coming back together and doing business with one another as, as weird as that may seem to some people it's great it has harbored so much promise for this year like i can't wait i can't wait to see what goes on now not that i i wasn't enthused before but but definitely uh much more enthused now as we see suzuki and moxley go at it Although, I, I don't think this is for the title. No, this should be a tag match. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Doki and, uh, was it Kanemaru and... Desperado and, and Suzuki. Desperado. 
Okay. Versus uh, Rapongi 3K, I believe Rusuke Taguchi. Yeah. Yeah, he's laid out on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and John Moxley. It's a little bit of a potluck on the on the other side versus Suzuki Goon. Um, another thing too, before I jump into the Ring of Honor talk here, uh, it was just noted. Um, it was just put out there the other day as of this recording that Major League Wrestling just uh, made a huge announcement that, that they are now officially in partnership with Dragon Gate. Holy fuck. Yeah. Dragon, Dragon Gate Wrestling, uh, a little uh, company based out in Kobe, Japan, and um, who has their own streaming service. And from, from what I've read and understand, it's not just sharing talent, but sharing content. And just like with the uh, Pro Wrestling Noah partnership, it includes it's there's even talks of streaming, so that means possibly getting uh, Dragon Gate, uh, at least a maybe a more North American friendly version of that. Uh, this is now the third international company in probably what four or five months for MLW. Sounds about right. To to officially at the very least announce a partnership. Again, the aforementioned Dragon Gate and Pro Wrestling Noah, and also that's those are Japan. And also based out in Mexico, they they are in partnership with the Crash. So I mean, it is uh, it, it's it's an interesting time. We say that a lot, but it's it's definitely a very interesting time and a good time to be a pro wrestling fan. So there's a lot to look forward to with that. Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor. You know, Marty Scurll and what he's doing it, as a whole, as a company as a whole. And you know, of course, you have those assholes that are going to rolling their eyes and 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 saying like it's. All they're doing is going back to what worked before, but Ring of Honor seems to have kind of taken a made a complete 180 right now. And again, it's it, it hasn't like done much for them yet, but like there's so much promise right now with this company that seemed to be like on its last leg or its last breath last year uh, at, at the close of 2019, and it's like new life has been brought into it. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, for those out there that roll their eyes and say they're 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 doing, they're bringing back old things like old wrestlers and uh, things of that nature. You're you're only right for a very small, like sense of the of, of what you're saying. Like they're bringing back old wrestlers for a, a, a like a one and done show, so that's okay. Yeah. Um, but one thing that they are bringing back, and it's been wanted by so many wrestlers for for a number of years now, and that is. <laughs> The Ring of Honor Pure Championship that is officially coming back. It is going to be back this coming April, so just a couple of months from now. And for anybody that has a problem with that, come t- come see me. Then come see me. I'm right here in Beemore outside the bank. If you got an issue with that, come see me. I'm about that. Big trust. Woo woo. <laughs> because that is huge news, my friend. I uh, it, absolutely, and and you know one of the one of the things that excites me about the Pure Championship. It was uh, a few weeks ago now on Twitter. There was a certain someone that mentioned. Uh, apparently, someone had asked him, "Hey, if if you were ever to see a title come back, you know, what would you pick?" Uh, and that certain someone was Will Ospreay. And Will Ospreay mentioned he would like the Ring of Honor Pure Championship to come back. By the way, he's going to be at Supercard of Honor, just just for anybody that. And so now, yeah, and so now here he's already signed to do business with Ring of Honor, 
Now it is not out of the realm of possibility for him to vie for that pure championship. And if you're not excited about that, I, I don't I don't know what to do other than to tell you to hand your fucking wrestling card over to me. Because you should be. You should be fucking deathly excited. <laughs> At even the, uh, the hint of Will Ospreay trying to uh, show interest in something like another company's belt that he favors. Like, why wouldn't you want that interest, you know? Right. It's it's big news, uh, especially during a time when you know they already they they dropped one title. I, I don't know what the the word is on the Women of Honor Championship. Well, I know in that uh, situation. I know they're they're rebuilding. They're they're holding tryouts. They're rebuilding the roster uh, after such a fumble fuck. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Jonathan Gresham has taken over the training duties for the women's roster and possibly booking. So, um, there's a lot of promise. There's definitely a lot of promise. And I hope Ring of Honor takes the time and gets their shit together and, and comes back strong. I know they're, they're, you know, they're trying to put the pieces into place in order to do that with, you know, signing Marty Skrull. Uh, they also just re-signed the Briscoe Brothers. So they're not going to go anywhere anytime soon. And, um, yeah, you want, you want that. You want all of that at the start of, of, of what is this rebuilding process. I mean, um, I, if I'm not mistaken, all of Villain Enterprises now has been resigned. Brody King. Yeah, Brody King is resigned. resigned yeah. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, they, they got good news. a lot of pieces to the puzzle again. Uh, from my understanding, they are looking into uh, making changes to the weekly TV show. Making that legit again because that's really there's really no reason to watch it if you uh, watch the live shows. Right. I mean, so uh, there's there's a lot there's a lot of things that need to be fixed, and I'm not saying 2020 is going to fix all of them, but uh, you know, good things come for for those who work at it and uh, and have a little patience. You know? We saw that with patience. What's that? <laughs> We've seen that with Impact Wrestling, and 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 the thing is like. To those fans that, that, that don't want to give all the wrestling companies that credit, I mean, I, there's nothing I can say to you. It, it is what it is. Uh, it's unfortunate that you're that narrow-minded, but, um, you know, that's, that's your life. <laughs> but uh, the Ring of Honor Pure Championship and, and what Ring of Honor is doing and in, in bringing back old talent for a one-and-done show, they're also putting together a free show, Ew. ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's called Free Enterprise. That's happening, uh, and you know they're in partnership with with New Japan. They're in partnership with CMLL and now NWA again. It is uh, it leaves a lot to the imagination to the the realm of possibilities. Uh, there's already two confirmed matches for Supercard of Honor, uh, and they go like this: uh, Jeff Cobb. Who I called the Hawaiian guy because I couldn't think of his name. Hey, how about a nice Hawaiian punch? <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Cobb and, and Dan Maff, uh, two just monstrous men, going one on one again, or teaming up, I should say, uh, to uh, face two members of the Bullet Club and Elfon. Sorry, sorry. And Taiji Ishimori and Kenta, who is making his return to, uh, to Ring of Honor, which is big news. Absolutely. Uh, oh, my God. What a hell of a tag team match that's going to be. 
And then how about this for a dream match? Jay White versus Marty Skrull, who, by the way, Marty went to a New Japan Pro Wrestling ring and challenged the Switchblade. I'm here to issue a challenge. See, on April 4th in Lakeland, Florida, Ring of Honor presents the Supercard of Honor. Already announced some amazing names, the aerial assassin, Will Spray. The return to Ring of Honor after 10 years, Kenta. The return to Ring of Honor, the amazing Red. El Fantasmo, Tatiushimore, but the man that I am issuing a challenge to was the very first man to be announced for Supercard of Honor. Switchblade J. White! <laughs> I know you're watching, Jay. Consider this a challenge. An international dream match. Switchblade J. White versus the villain Marty Skull. Which has been accepted. So. Good shit, man. That's this is. The, I mean, Supercard of Honor is is two months away, and as far as the wrestling community, I I, I can't emphasize wrestling enough. <laughs> the wrestling community, this has way more hype than anything that WWE's fucking doing right now. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the, the problem is too, and this is what my issue with the Saudi Arabia bullshit. Uh, it's it's getting in the way of WrestleMania. You have to oversell this Saudi Arabia show because they won't have it any, any other way. Even though they won't pay their fucking bill, they won't yeah. have it any other way. And you and you're wasting time with these ridiculous matches. By the way, uh, it was just signed Brock Lesnar versus Ricochet. So feed Ricochet to the fucking wolves. Cover by Lesnar hooks both legs and just like that. Lester, much like in the Rumble, dominant tonight. And still, the WWE Champion, Brock Lesnar. And make no mistake about it, guys, that was a direct statement sent to McIntyre. Brock Lesnar dismantling Ricochet here tonight. Wow. Um, okay. And, and, and really, really uh, destroy uh, that guy's career in WWE now because... Because here's here's the problem, uh, and and I can't say this enough about this, and and I don't I don't think I really fully mentioned it in our Royal Rumble episode. By having Brock Lesnar go out there and destroy over half your talent, does not do anything for the longevity of your company. Um, I know I understand Brock Lesnar's a big guy, but he's also fat. He's also drenched in sweat after the first elimination. And it was, it was bad. It, it, it very much <laughs> looks like a guy who is clearly overpaid, clearly overused, and that's saying something because he doesn't even work. It just doesn't have it anymore, and he's getting over on your full-time talent. So when he picks, packs his bags and leaves for X amount of time, that you spend all this time trying to rebuild this talent just so you can crush him all over again. It's like... It's like building a, a fucking tower of Legos, 
and then having your your fat little brother come in and destroy it all, <laughs> and just be like, "Hey, that's okay," because he's not here very often. And let me rebuild it, and you finally rebuild it all, and that fat little asshole comes in again and crushes all over. And you know what? That was something that uh, I didn't even think about until after our Rumble show. Here you have Monday Night Raw, which now has squash matches that supposedly have a purpose to get certain guys over and certain finishers over. Well, certain performers, because they do it with the women too, but... So all that buildup, no matter who it is, all that buildup, and then you go in the Rumble, and Brock Lesnar destroys half of the fucking Rumble entrance. And and uh, there was a lot of those guys that they've been trying to get over on Raw. Eric Rowan was one of so them. So it's like, what? I don't understand. Like, how does this build momentum for that person now? How? It, it doesn't. That's the answer. It doesn't. You're back. You are. Matt's right. You are back to square one. And now what? Do we do we have to sit here and listen to to WWE marks like oh, more of the same shit on Raw, but I'm still gonna watch. For what? If yeah. they if they're gonna keep doing this for what? What what changes? It's like this is how they keep it fresh. It's like it's oh, a horrible way to keep it fresh. We don't we don't know what to do with this guy anymore. He doesn't have anything, so let's hit the reset button by having Brock Lesnar come out, completely embarrass him, and uh, now he's got to start all over again. It, it just it doesn't make any sense. Um, and, and and do we need to, every year to see Brock Lesnar with the a title going into WrestleMania? Do we need to see this match every? single year it's a it's a six hour show now and like we're seeing the same matches every single time yeah I get it it's Drew McIntyre probably this time but what makes that any different from Seth Rollins last year well you know I I read that they called audibles in both of the rumble matches last minute that Drew McIntyre and Charlotte Flair were not supposed to win now I don't know who exactly was supposed to win for the women I'm assuming it was Shayna Baszler, which I thought she was going to win, because what better way to introduce Shayna Baszler on the main roster as a serious threat to someone like Becky Lynch? Well, see, and, and real quick here, um, not to cut you off, but no, no, no. Shayna Baszler wouldn't have needed that win. It would have been good for her to win the title, the, the Royal Rumble anyways, but she wouldn't need it had WWE not fucked it up at Survivor Series. After she wins the big triple threat match. Which they blamed on a fucking earpiece malfunction with the ref, but... Well, she she wins the match anyways. Yeah. And she should be celebrating, and then she gets destroyed by Becky Lynch. By Becky Lynch. And it's just like, well, what was the point of her winning that match? All that momentum that you build, whether it was supposed to happen that way or not, she has this momentum. NXT is on this, this fucking high trip, and then Becky Lynch pretty much Brock Lesnar's her. Yeah. You know, when it comes to stuff like that, that's always going to be a part of wrestling. But, again, you have to do it in, in a way to where it means something. It, it didn't mean anything for Becky Lynch to do that. There was no rhyme or reason. It was just, hey, you didn't pin me. That was all the reason. That was everything you needed. Was that Becky Lynch lost a match to Shayna Baszler, but did she actually lose the match? 
that's enough of a storyline that you yeah. can work with. Any 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 half-minded twit could write that fucking script. The same thing were, could have been completely accomplished if, uh, you know, they had a stare down after the match. Yeah. And they jawed back and forth. I think that would have built, like, lended more to the momentum that they had instead of her just going and getting fucking squashed after the match. So they call the audibles at the Rumble. But now you have Charlotte Flair back in the mix. And now what? Are we going to see Charlotte versus Becky again? Or Charlotte versus Becky versus Shayna? Yeah, more than likely that's probably what's going to happen. And then as far as the men go, Roman was supposed to win. Who? (laughs) Oh my God. Why was Roman supposed to win? And I'm asking any WWE mark. Why? Why was Roman supposed to win? And then, so they changed it. They changed it to Drew McIntyre. Great. Now, now I'm a little more interested now. But if we're going along the the same line of logic here, how how long is it before he gets Brock Lesnar? McIntyre. Yeah. It, it just uh, it's. It's a terrible situation. Going back to the Roman Reigns thing, people are gonna people have been kind of uh, jumping at me for this, but it's like this would actually, and I don't mean this in a in a derogatory manner, but this is going to it, Roman Reigns winning the Royal Rumble would have destroyed all of his hype that he got from the cancer. Now, what I mean by that is. And you can't deny this at all. Roman Reigns became a fan favorite because they felt sorry for him because he had leukemia. Before that, all you motherfuckers used to boo him. Uh-uh, we ain't gonna be in no fire. Not today. I mean, it would just be boo birds throughout the entire arena. Now, not to cut you off, but yeah. Arn Anderson brought that up because mm-hmm. uh, him and Conrad Thompson had revisited the 2014 Royal Rumble. Okay. And that was the one where everybody was expecting Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan to come out. Yeah. And then it turns yeah, Rey out... Rey Mysterio for number 30. Yeah, Rey yeah. Mysterio comes out number 30, no Daniel Bryan, and then Roman Reigns wins. Even though the company had enough time to call that audible like they did this year and say, hey, we should listen to the fans. Nobody wants to see Roman win, so we're going to have someone else win. And they didn't. They didn't do it. And it, look what happened, you know? And now, you know, I don't know what happened this year. I don't know if they, uh, I don't know if Vince was in the bathroom or, or whatever, whatever happened, but someone called the audible and, and he went with it or, or they somehow accomplished it. And so now we do have Drew McIntyre as, as the Royal Rumble winner, but just think, what, where, where would we be at if, we see Roman Reigns winning another Royal Rumble. Yeah. Yeah. You can't... And again, you're right. You there, Think about before Roman uh, announced that he, he was sick. Mm-hmm. So, um, definitely not a fan favorite. You know? And, and part of that was by design because that's the role that he was playing. The other part of it was everybody was sick and tired of him being shoved down their throats. But then he's gone for a while, you know, he says he's got cancer, and then, you know, obviously, people feel sorry for him, and I'm not saying you shouldn't. Sure, but nor, at the nor sa- am I. But at the same time, 
you don't, you don't, you just, you don't approach the situation that way. He comes back, he's, hey guys, I'm all cleared, I'm ready to come back. Great, we're happy for you. You gotta come back and do your job. Do it. Don't, you know, they should have, to capitalize off of that, any momentum that they had, he should have came back and just stayed a babyface for for a while. And and don't don't let the don't let the company shove you down everybody's throat, because cancer or not, it's not going to help. And clearly, that's, not forever. Really. Right, and clearly that's what's going on now. Because I, for one, cancer or no cancer, exactly, I don't want to see Roman Reigns win that Royal Rumble. I just wanted something different. Mm, I want. Yes, Log. All kids love Log. What rolls downstairs, come over in pairs, rolls over your neighbor's dog. What's great for a snack, if it's on your back, it's Log, Log, Log. It's Log, Log. It's big, it's heavy, it's wood. It's Log, Log. It's better than that, it's good. I, yeah. want, I wanted something different. And even though Charlotte Flair's never won the World Rumble, that's what I had an issue with because you go back to, to last year's uh, WrestleMania, and yeah, I didn't want to see Ronda Rousey in the, in, in the main event because Ronda Rousey doesn't belong in any wrestling company's main event. Uh, <laughs> she's a terrible talent. She just she just is in that ring, in the wrestling ring. But you're going to do this all-women's main event. Ronda Rousey, she is your attraction. Ew. I don't agree with that. I don't I don't agree with it, but okay, I, I accepted it for what it was. She was already your, your predetermined attraction. She was your attraction champion going into WrestleMania season back in 2019. And then Becky Lynch wins the Royal Rumble. Becky Lynch is the hottest thing happening in the women's division at that point. There's your match. And and literally, out of nowhere, and they showed it again, out of nowhere, Vince McMahon's like, here, here's Charlotte Flair. She's in this match now. No, she's not. No, that's not. that doesn't make any sense. But that's what happened. But that's what happened. <laughs> you know, uh, two things happened. First, that happened, and then on top of that, Asuka, who's on a fucking, like, white hot streak, yeah. gets stripped of the title because she's not Charlotte Flair. And because if you're going to make a triple threat, why why wouldn't you put Asuka in the main event, who's a million times better on her worst day than a Charlotte Flair is, and you just you give her the Charlotte Flair? For what fucking reason? For what fucking reason? Charlotte Flair, before the match ever happened, she Brock Lesnar, Becky Lynch. Because you're saying Becky Lynch, who is the hottest thing happening for that women's division, isn't good enough to main event WrestleMania. You needed Charlotte Flair. When, yeah, she's a good talent. I'm not saying she's terrible, but it was unnecessary. And that that kind of shit would have happened with Roman Reigns winning it. We already got it with Charlotte Flair. Did we need to have it a second time that night with Roman Reigns being like, okay, Roman Reigns wins it. And it goes back to the point that I made last uh, last episode, back you know when I mentioned the the Attitude Era Royal Rumbles, where you had three or four legit like p- potential winners, and the rest are just fillers. Yeah. Drew McIntyre, even though he's got this great character and he's his dominant persona, going into this match, let's face facts, he's a filler. Yeah, for all intent and purposes, yeah. 
I mean, I don't view him that way, yeah, but well, no, that's it, how well, he's treated. That's how he's treated, especially now that we know the original plan was to go with Roman Reigns. Yeah. I think that's proof positive. Yep, he's a filler. And and with that being said, I mean, does, does, does Brock Lesnar lose the, the title two years in a row, especially to a guy that's dubbed a filler? I mean, certainly we, we, we know... We know what kind of control, what kind of creative control Brock Lesnar has. I don't, I don't like his odds. No, I, I don't either. And I made that point uh, during the Rumble, or may, maybe before the Rumble, after the Rumble. But Brock Lesnar will do business when he deems it fit. And I say, I, I bring that up uh, specifically involving AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. AJ Styles. He gets picked to do something with Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar actually likes AJ Styles, and he decides that he's going to sell for AJ Styles, not the other way around. AJ Styles is like, "Hey, I'm you know he he's the consummate professional. I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna make you look good. We're we're both gonna get over. That's the way it is." Brock Lesnar, after the fact, was like, "You know what? I'll play ball with you. Let's let's go have a match." And and. To their credit, it was a decent match. It was a decent match, you're right. But it was only because Brock Lesnar played ball. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna do. He doesn't do that with 95 percent of his opponents. And and again, as I as I brought up, there, that's that for that same match. Six days before that match was supposed to take place, I mean, what what happened? Jinder Mahal was stripped of the title because yeah. why? Brock refuses to go do business for yeah, him. He's he, not going to sell for him. Yeah, he's not going to sell for him because he didn't think it would be a good enough draw. That that shouldn't be up to Brock Lesnar. Ultimately, it should be up to the booking staff and or Vince McMahon because of the way the company's run. I had this conversation uh, one-on-one with a, with a mutual friend of, of Joe and Joe and mine. Mine and Joe. Ours. <laughs> <laughs> I can't speak today, apparently. <laughs> Um, you know, regarding the uh, situation with with Lesnar and and, and uh, like his contract, his status with that, and guys, f- for those that that, and I'm not, I promise for this for this conversation, I'm not going to attack MMA. But for all those that listen <laughs> that are MMA fans, I mean, look at what Brock Lesnar was with MMA. He was a one hit wonder, almost quite literally. I mean, yeah, he won. He won the UFC heavyweight championship. But let's look at the the competition that existed at at, at that time. They were old has-beens, and with all due respect to Randy Couture, who's a legend, and Frank Mir, who was also good. Those guys were well out of their prime when they fought Lesnar, and in comes Cain Velasquez, beats the shit out of Lesnar. In comes Alistair Overeem. Beats the shit out of Lesnar. Lesnar knows he can't go back to MMA. He threatened that a couple times during his tenure with WWE again, but he can't go back. Not only because he he tests he keeps testing positive, like the Mark Hunt fight, for for that was like uh, it was an estrogen thing that he was right. he was tested positive for. It has nothing to do with that part. It, it's the fact that he knows. That when it comes to big fights, like a fight against Daniel Cormier, he he, w- he would tap out in a matter of 20 seconds. He's that bad. So he wants to make the big paycheck between MMA and WWE, UFC and WWE. UFC is not an option. 
UFC is going to be a, you know, especially after this the whole CM Punk situation, they're not going to be necessarily keen to bring in a professional wrestler and say, hey, come do this again. <laughs> Been there, done that. Even though Lesnar has had success, Bender done that. You're an old. You're fat now. Look at these heavyweights that exist in this in this division now. You're telling me you can compete with these guys? I don't see it. Yeah, I, I don't. If you're a fan of MMA and you see Brock Lesnar as a legitimate threat to any any one of those heavyweights, man, you whatever Kool Aid you're drinking must be really fucking great. If you think he's got a shot against a guy like Daniel Daniel Cormier, like. You are just... You, you've never seen the man fight. Yeah. <laughs> you've never seen the man fight. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no! Oh, no! Oh, yeah! You know, only John Jones can beat him, and he's always high off his ass when he goes in there anyways. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, so what does that mean for, for WWE's contract? Yeah, he's going to get the big contract. He's going to get the select dates. He's going to get the private jets. He's going to get all that shit. But... This is the problem with Vince McMahon. He loves his man so much, he forgets the the whole point I'm trying to make here. You got the man by his balls. You don't get to make the fucking decisions. You want to go somewhere else, go to UFC. Go. Go ahead. Go make your money in UFC. We we know you can't. Yep. We know you can't. And And that's why every time that he threatened to go back to UFC, it never happened because it was fake threats. It was never going to happen. He knew very well... They, if, if he was going to go back to anything, it was going to be professional wrestling, sports entertainment in this manner in WWE. He can't go anywhere else. He can't go back to the NFL because that failed even when he was in his prime. He can't go to other wrestling organizations because they know what he's about. We get it. He's a draw, but he's also a headache. Look at what he did with New Japan as we watch New Japan right now. <laughs> Just basically, fucking not basically, abandoning them with the title. They would never bring him back. AEW wouldn't want to do business with a guy like Brock Lesnar because a lot of those guys, like Cody Rhodes, they know what kind of fucking monster you're dealing with. Yeah, he's not worth the headache. It's just not worth it. And like, and then for him to come in and steamroll my talent, not happening. No. Just not happening. Only WWE is stupid enough to do that. And unfortunately, they're also stupid enough to not realize that they hold all the chips. But they don't use them. And it only hurts their product. And if Drew McIntyre gets steamrolled, and I hope he doesn't, I hope we're wrong about that. But if he gets steamrolled at WrestleMania, guess what? Brock Lesnar gets he stays exactly where he's at. Win or lose, he's got he's got nothing to lose. Because win or lose the match, win or lose the title, he's still Brock Lesnar, he's still the beast incarnate, he still is this this hot commodity. Drew McIntyre and all this that you built up for him, he becomes mid Carter. All over again. All over again. And that is really hard to continue. If I'm a writer, I I would I would just I would lose my fucking mind because I'm writing the same script over and over again just to try to save my ass and try to save these characters when my boss continuously <laughs> kills them. <laughs> it's like it's like creating the perfect superhero. But the owner of the of the comic book company is like, you're gonna we're gonna face the greatest villain. They're gonna die. What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to how am I supposed to get over with this character? How am I supposed to show that he's a legit hero if he just he gets beat all the time? <laughs> it just it, it doesn't work. Like I get it. It just doesn't. Lesnar's your he's your he's your big villain, but everybody's got to have a weakness. Everybody's got to be. 
you know, just like in any 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 professional wrestler has to be beatable. Doesn't matter if you're the biggest, you're the fastest, the strongest, whatever it is that you are, there has to be something about you that where at any moment you can be beaten. Once you lose that stigma, once you lose that about you, you lose all credibility in professional wrestling. And that's just how it goes. And if you don't agree with that, you're just wrong. Time for our You Were Wrong song. You were wrong. You were mistaken. Faces are in bones and heads are shaken. You tried your stupid best. You took a stupid guess. You were wrong. You were wrong. You were wrong. Yes, you were wrong. So good and kindly. Apparently, you were just stabbing blindly. Shooting in the dark. You really missed the mark. You were wrong. You were wrong. You were wrong. Yes, you done goof. You messed up this game. And now consequences will never be the think and, and again i'm just fantasy booking here you think brock lesnar would do the job for hogan you know something mean gene well you know me gene well you know something mean gene well you know you're exactly right mean gene as mr wonderful's about to find out god i'd be a fly <laughs> on that wall i'll put it this way if you thought the issues between hogan and flair back in what was that 92 were bad. It would just has nothing. It just, I mean, that would have nothing on Lesnar. Uh, would he? Would he do it? And if they're both in their prime. Brother, 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 brother. Actually, you know, for both, I would say yeah, he would. Yeah. I, I I think I think I think he would be persuaded to, to do it, but he would do the job, but that would be one sloppy fucking match. <laughs> And I think, I, I, think I, didn't, that'd, I didn't say it'd be a good match. Yeah, I, I think that would be on purpose. <laughs> what I, what really intrigues me is if you put Lesnar in the ring against a Savage during that era. I know a gentleman that's going to be a big part of an upcoming card is this this man. What was that, Macho Man Randy Savage? Happened so fast you can't even talk about it. Lucky person, yeah, out there somewhere is gonna win a silver cloud. What a lucky, lucky, lucky person. And I know Savage was a guy that that did the job, but let's let's face facts here. Savage always had a way to even if he's going out there to do the job, he was gonna get one over on you. Well, I was gonna say he he wouldn't have put up with the bullshit. Yeah. The, the moment things started to go south, he would have handled the situation no matter no matter what. Yeah. You know? And it, it would have eventually costed Lesnar's act. That's just the way Savage dealt with things, you know? I look at, like, somebody like, um, and I always found it, I always found it weird for a guy like uh, like The Undertaker because he always seemed to do the job for, for Lesnar. Always. Even back during Lesnar's original run, he was, he was putting over Lesnar and, and taking the losses every single time. And it's like, Undertaker never seemed to be that. I mean, I know he was a company man. I, I, I wholeheartedly get that. But it, it just seemed too easy. Like, he just was too easy to give it up for for Lesnar at the time. And it's like, it's almost like, is there something, like, did he see something in the kid at the time? Or was it just like, I don't know. I just want to always want to know what that conversation, what those conversations were like. Because every single match, Lesnar was handing Undertaker's ass. And then even with the reincarnation of Lesnar's wrestling career, WWE career, 
you know, Legends together broke the streak. You know, it always seemed like, you know, The Undertaker's one of those guys that didn't put up the bullshit. But when it came to Lesnar, he was more than willing to fucking do it. And I always wanted to know why. Is this... And I, I'm not saying you have the answers, but this is, that was always something that, well, he's, that bothered me. He's a big MMA fan, The, the True. Undertaker. True. And, I, you know, he... I remember uh, someone had said that, that he was just... He was always very enamored with MMA. You know, he he started wearing the gloves to the ring, and and you know, he just it seems like he was very enamored with MMA, and maybe that's what it was for for him and Lester. Like, wow, this guy's legit because mm-hmm. he is an MMA fighter, and maybe he just gave him a little too much respect, more than he deserved. You know, and you know, couple that with him being a comp- company man. Yeah, what do you think's gonna happen? He's just gonna continually put him over. It sucks though because, you know, you you think about you think about you know throughout the the pantheon that is WWE, and you look back at some of their biggest guys and how they were supposed to be um, you know dominant in in this you know these forces of nature, mm-hmm. you know Andre the Giant. Does he look like? Don't get me wrong, he's big. He's physically big. But let's face it, especially, you know, even back uh, during WrestleMania 3, he had so many health problems. Oh, yeah. You know, like, realistically, if you're not, if you're not looking through the eyes of a 12-year-old kid at Andre the Giant, Mm -hmm. and you're seeing him for what he is, truthfully, how intimidated are you? It's just a big guy. You know, there's got to be some some force behind it. There's got to be some some character behind it that that makes you believe that he's a legitimate threat. Mm-hmm. And that's what kills me about Brock Lesnar. Here you have a guy. At one point, he fucking massive, oh, yeah. in shape. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fucking the whole nine, the, like literally. And he, can move around the ring. He, yeah, agile, fast. Yeah. Literally, the total fucking package of what you would want a wrestler to be. I agree. Where's that guy now? He's not there. We get some flabby, out of shape dude who don't want to fucking work. Who's who's sweating his ass off? Dude, he would do buckets. After one match, yeah, buckets Bu- of sweat. Buckets of sweat. <laughs> I mean, he's sweating like a fucking pig, and it's just like it's, you didn't do anything dude it's a, it's a shame it's a shame that he doesn't want to do the do the work because he easily could be perceived as a viable threat and dominant and be all those things and like someone like me would like not that I'm fucking somebody but sure I'm a wrestling fan and right. I I want I want that in a character I want you to be believable I'm sorry Brock listener you're not you're just not simple as that you know and it, it <laughs> that's just how it is you have to be believable you have to be who you say you're going to be otherwise fans are going to tell they can tell they can tell when your your heart's not in it and shit's fake you know you're coming to the ring you're doing half-assed jobs and it just it sucks it's uh, i feel sorry for wwe marks i really do because you're getting robbed. Yeah. You're so getting robbed. You know, a, a, a buddy of ours, um, 
you know, the last time he was at a Raw when they were in town. He sat there and it's uh, just bored, bored out of his fucking mind because there wasn't shit going on. Everybody was hyped for, for, for fucking Brock Lesnar to be there, but he didn't do shit. I was like, wait a minute, I paid all this fucking money to be here at a Raw to watch Brock Lesnar in action. He didn't do a goddamn thing. You paid for the movie and you got the preview. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got the teaser. That's all you got. And yeah, it's um, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. And it's unfortunate that fan base still supports a guy. And, like, look, just like Joe said about himself, I, I'm too. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm nobody. I'm just a wrestling fan. And uh, I just, I'm a type of guy that, you know, like so many people out there, you have so many interests, no matter what it is. You, you know your time. Your time is is important. Your time is valuable. At least it should be. You should, at the very least, see it that way. And I don't have time to watch the same regurgitated bullshit every single year. I don't have time to sit through a WrestleMania to see Charlotte Flair randomly thrown into the fucking mix that she doesn't need at all. Uh, I don't have time for that. You know, Charlotte Flair at this point, you had you had nothing for her going into. The the WrestleMania season. I know it's still early WrestleMania season, but why why wasn't it enough to give her like just give her like a good grudge match? Just give her a match. It's like you know it doesn't have to be for a title. Just I'm, give her. You know what? I'm hoping they do that with her and Baszler. Yeah, I'm really hoping that that's the case. That she's not going to be main eventing with Becky Lynch in some form or fashion. Let them two have a fucking grudge match. Hey. I was supposed to win that fucking rumble. Now you owe me. Let's yeah. we're gonna go at it, WrestleMania. Build up to it properly. I can only hope. I don't think that's gonna happen, but I can only hope. Ah uh, man, um, it's just it, it gets tiring. It's tiring to see. I mean, we, we all know that Roman Reigns is we're gonna win the title, win the Royal Rumble or not. He's probably gonna face the Fiend for for the the Universal Title. Because Roman Reigns has to be in the mix for a championship, and it's like for all, for for those fucking morons that keep tell, call, telling me that AEW is doing the same thing, like just watch your own fucking product and mind you know don't don't <laughs> mind anything else because this is the same WrestleMania that we saw last year. Yeah, I don't want to see that. that. Yeah. I don't want to see Reigns fighting for any fucking belt. I don't want to see Charlotte Flair in the fucking mix. Fighting Becky Lynch again. I don't care. I don't care how good those matches usually are, because they are, usually are really good. You know, it's it's like when when and I brought this up before when when I talked about Lynch and and and, uh, and Flair. It's like when Kurt Angle first signed with TNA and he was fighting Samoa Joe every single month. Those were some fucking amazing matches, but when you put them out there every single month, it loses its spark. It does. It's not a rivalry if it keeps happening all the fucking yeah. time. You know, not that th- this is anything near it, but again, Reigns and Corbin every single week. Do we, I don't I don't care. I mean, what what's next? You know, a fish tank on a pole match? Like, what else can you do? It, it's just enough. Enough with it. Do something different. You know, you and I aren't necessarily Hulk Hogan fans, but but, really? you, but you know what? Even he's smart enough to be like, "Look, 
I can't face this guy again at WrestleMania yeah. again. Like, I have to have somebody new, somebody different in order for this to work. What, I don't know what got lost in translation over the years, but, you, man, I, the, I got, I've gotten called out mm-hmm. for not watching SmackDown Raw. And I'm like, why? Why? I don't, I don't understand the problem. Well, how can you talk about it on your podcast? Easy. It's the same shit over and over. You didn't miss anything. Yeah, I don't miss shit. I know I don't miss shit. <laughs> I go back and read the results. I'm watching every week. I missed I miss last week for both. I'm but, sorry, man. I feel yeah. sorry for you. Yeah, well, I, there's there's plenty of shit you can do better with your time. That's I what promise. the two TVs are for. It's, it's, <laughs> it's on. It's, it's on, but it's not really. I'm just, I'm just, I have it on just in case something does happen. But, you know, if I miss weeks here and there, I mean, I don't give a shit. Because you're right. It's it is the same. If I had one TV, I wouldn't. It wouldn't be on. I don't have it on. You know why? I, and I'm not afraid to miss you. You know why? Because there's a fucking WWE mark. At least 15 of them out there that will sit there and come and find me to tell me. Yeah. You're exactly. Right. Oh, you missed it. They finally. You know. Oh, great. Okay, fine. You got me. One time. Whoop de do. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need to watch Raw so I can see Lana and, and Rusev the, and Lashley. Who the fuck ever wanted to see any of that <laughs> shit? Vince. Vince yeah, loves it. Yeah, The audience of one, like like Arn Anderson said in his podcast. Oh, fuck, man. Um, you know, it's funny, too, because there's been uh, there's been plenty of fans that have spoke out on Twitter, and, and Rusev, of all people, was like, well, well, then watch something else if you don't like it. Okay. Yeah, I'm, that's what I do every week, yeah. Rusev. Yeah, it's like it's like watching the same rerun of of you know whatever it is over and over again. You just you get fucking tired of it. You know, like the uh, I've been I've been on a huge RPG uh, binge as of late. Okay. And you know I'm I'm currently playing one of my favorite RPGs, Kingdom Hearts. Uh, shout out to everyone that that uh, loves the game. And uh, I'm at the point where I can beat the game at any point. But I, there's so much stuff I still want to do, and I have to level up certain forms first in order for me to do that. So I'm doing what's called, uh, in the gaming industry, called grinding. And I'm grinding, and I'm grinding, and I'm grinding to just level up. And by doing doing so, a lot of times I'm doing the same thing over and over again. I'm literally leaving a, an area and then coming back so those enemies will respawn, and I can do the same thing over and over and over again. That's That's grinding. That's uh that right there grinding in, in video games is like the equivalence of watching Raw and SmackDown. You're doing the same thing over and over and over again. The only difference is is that there's a light at the end of the tubble, tunnel when it comes to grinding. Yeah. And uh there's there's no light at the end of the tunnel. There's no light at the end of the tubble, tunnel for having Bobby Lashley marrying fake marrying Lana who's in a fucking lesbian relationship with I don't know somebody I forget her name. And Rusev is there all along. That's it's 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 a it's such a fucking mess that they're not even putting it on the pay per views. Like it's it's that irrelevant that it's not even showing up on your pay per views. Like move move the fuck on from this, <laughs> for the love of God, move on from this. But um, there's a lot there's a lot of things I have issues getting, going into um, going into uh, WrestleMania season. And and the 
the Saudi Arabia show is is one of them. It's getting in the. It's going to get in the way of this. I I don't know if this is true or not, but we also I also have read that uh, Bill Goldberg is supposed to be coming back, uh, which doesn't surprise me, especially with Saudi Arabia coming around the corner. Yep. It's just again, how is this helping the WrestleMania like situation? How how does this help anything? When you have to stop and halt production to advertise and put on silly matches for a show that you're barely getting paid for. I'm not saying they haven't gotten paid any money, but they certainly haven't got paid all the money that they're owed yet. No. And so you're you're basically you're almost putting on a free show. Yeah. And waste and wasting this is WrestleMania. But no matter how I feel about WWE right now, there is no doubt that this is the biggest wrestling show of the year as far as attendance and, and viewership. This is the biggest pro wrestling show. Yes, I did say pro wrestling show because it's happening in the 20 by 20 ring. It's wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. Pro wrestling show of the year. Not saying it's going to be the best, not by any means, but it's the biggest. And we're wasting time for a fucking Saudi Arabia show that could happen after the fact. Yeah. Put on put on a super showdown after WrestleMania. Do it two weeks after WrestleMania. Do it the same fucking week as WrestleMania. I don't give a shit. But leave WrestleMania alone and, and hype it. Go into with the hype of just WrestleMania. It's it's a clusterfuck. It is. It's a it's, ju- it's, it would be like the equivalent if you're watching an NBA game and then at halftime they're like, wait a minute, before we finish this game, we're going to have these other two teams play. Yeah. And then when that's done... You can finish yeah. this game. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like it's like going through the playoffs, and you know what it is? It's the Pro Bowl. <laughs> it's the fucking Pro Bowl. You know, it's like you know you have you have the playoffs, you have the the the, the, the tough competition of the Pro Bowl, and then you have the silly or sorry of the playoffs, and then you have the silly competition that is the Pro Bowl that nobody gives a shit about, but we do it anyways. Yeah, and then it's like all right, now the Super Bowl. I mean. The only difference is, is like you know, people are getting paid for that, you know. <laughs> but, but yeah, you're right. You know, it's it's you know, it's it's silliness. It's just it's it's complete fucking silliness. And you know, the controversy that happened with the last Saudi Arabia show with with, with talent being stranded and <sighs> it's it's a weird time of, of of you know weird things are going on right now in the world too where. These international shows, especially in you know, where we have issues with with you going on with with the country that you that you're you're sending your talent to, and they're having issues, and it's just it's just it's bad business for everybody, and um, you keep making stupid decisions like this. There's no wonder that uh, your competitions continues to excel, because no matter what anybody wants to say. Everybody else is doing just fine. Yeah. Everybody else is making money, for the most part. So I, yeah. But um, I do have some other issues I have going into the WrestleMania season, and and it it, it really has to do with the person we talked about on the show, a certain female wrestler, and we'll talk about that after the break. We're gonna take a quick timeout, pay some bills. Uh, so stay tuned. 
This edition of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew has been brought to you by Amazon. Get your Amazon Prime subscription today. You get unlimited music, unlimited ebooks, unlimited movies and TV shows available through their Amazon Prime subscription, as well as free two-day shipping on many products through Amazon.com, as well as in certain areas, one-day shipping. So if you're an impatient person like me, you can get one-day shipping. Is that right, Joe? Yeah, don't forget the uh, unlimited photo storage, too. I think that's pretty uh, oh, absolutely. I don't have anything on my photo storage as of yet, at least nothing I could share with the public. But Ooh. <laughs> it's photos of me and Kenny Omega. Are you jealous? I, I don't even <laughs> want to talk about it. Tell them where to go. I that's all I got to say. You can find more information on Amazon Prime subscription through us, and by doing so, you'll help us here at the show. You don't have to pay anything extra. You sign up for Amazon Prime through us. You get 30 days to buy out Amazon Prime. You can cancel anytime. We still get the love from Amazon. Go ahead and check us out at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Amazon. live pal <laughs> welcome back ladies and gentlemen thank you again for hanging in there with us as always uh much appreciated of you and your listening habits with us uh and thank you again for those who visit the sponsors uh very much appreciated um as always we have wrestling on in the background we're continue continuing to watch the uh new japan pro wrestling a new beginning tour we just watched the main event of this show, and it happened to be Zack Sabre Jr. taking on Will Ospreay. Um, it would be interesting to know if they've ever met before in the ring. I'm not quite sure myself. But uh, Zack Sabre Jr. here for the win. Uh, not only, Well, he didn't make him tap out, but Will Ospreay passed out uh, as, he, as he had him locked up in the ring. Um... I don't know about you, but this was the coolest shit I've seen all week. I see what you did there. <laughs> um, I haven't had a chance to watch much wrestling, but the moment I, I saw that this was announced, uh, I couldn't wait to watch it. I just haven't got around to it. I, I've had other obligations, but absolutely. I, I would love to... The, going back to what you were saying uh, previous to the break... Mm. You know, there, you're you're right. There's only so many sets of talent that you can sit and watch repeatedly without getting tired. You know, for me, years ago, you had Chris Benoit versus Booker T in that series of seven, and, oh, yeah. and you, you know, a lot of people going into that were like, "Who the fuck wants to watch anybody for seven matches?" Yeah, I watched every one of those matches. Everybody who, everybody I knew. Who thought those matches were going to be a fucking joke? Boy, were they fucking eating their words right away. But I bring all this up because I would love to see Will Ospreay and Zack Sabre Jr. go at it again multiple times. Yeah, I I think uh, I think they've got at least three total in them um, before. Before anyone tries to remotely get bored, and and that's that's saying a lot because those guys, especially Zack Saber Jr. Man, he'll he'll find fifteen different ways to tie you up before you decide you want to get bored watching them. You know, I think it goes without saying. I mean, you know, you look at Reigns versus Corbin. 
where, where that lacks is there's no chemistry. There's very little that either guy brings to the table to begin with. And now you, you're telling them, hey, continuously bring nothing to the table over and over again. It, it's, it's different compare, in comparison to, to you know, a guy at the, at the caliber of Sabre Jr. or Osprey, for that matter, where you have two very distinct styles. And it was interesting to watch uh, uh, Zach Sabre Jr. because he's not used to the fast-paced style. If you look at Sabre Jr., he is the definition of scientific wrestling. Where Osprey is the definition of fast pace. I won't I won't say high flying anymore because it's not quite high flying per se all the time, uh, which we've talked about on the show. But it's definitely a faster paced style. That clash of styles, the, you know, two two of the very best of what they do now doing it against each other. Of course, it's going to be entertaining. Uh, but even then, New Japan, I guarantee you, they're not going to do the the fucking match tomorrow. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> that, you know, they, they, they might do it in you know maybe the next big event, maybe you know probably a little later than that. But it's not going to be tomorrow. And another example for WWE fans, you know, look at Austin versus The Rock. Why was that such a great rivalry? It's because it, it when it happened, it meant something. It was sporadic enough to where, and I'm, and I'm not just talking about the WrestleMania matches, but even you know back during the IC title era. It, it happened just enough to where I was like, oh, man, these guys are going to go at it again. Cool, because I haven't seen it in a while, and it means something. Uh, again, we're, we are talking WrestleMania season uh, on this episode, and, you know, we earlier we spoke about, you know, I well, I spoke about, I don't want to see the same WrestleMania matches over and over again. And... I, I will stand by exactly what I said just now because even when Stone Cold and The Rock repeated WrestleMania main events, I I wasn't fully on board with that. I know a lot of people that were. I wasn't one of them. And I, I, I admit that wholeheartedly. I, I didn't think I was going to be that interested. Did they prove me wrong? Absolutely. But traditionally, going into a big event like that, I don't want to see the main event two years in a row. I don't. That's it's just the way things are with wrestling. Um, and again, very few sets of talent can do that. Very few uh, combinations have that caliber of chemistry. You know. So uh, going back to Baron Corbin, yeah, I'm done. I I have been done. With him versus Roman Reigns, okay, and it's something that bothers me about Baron Corbin. He was on that show, Renee Young's uh, talk show, or what have you, sports analysis show. Oh, the one on uh, the Fox Sports. Or yeah, so he was on there, and I think that was probably the only segment I caught in its entirety out of out of all the episodes that I've aired so far. Like I haven't even watched the CM Punk stuff in its entirety. But I found myself watching the the first time Baron Corbin was on. Uh, not necessarily because I wanted to hear what he had to say, because I could really give two shits. Uh, but I it was on, and I'm like, I'm gonna leave this on while I I think I was folding laundry. And so here I am, I'm doing that. But he he caught my attention, and I can tell you exactly what's wrong with Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin stopped being a wrestler 
okay? In that ring, sure, he wrestles, he physically wrestles, but he stopped thinking about it. Do you know why? He, in that interview, he said he's more concerned with getting heat every time he shows up on television or at an event or whatever. So he's always constantly trying to find ways to piss the audience off. If And, and he, he said if he can take that 12-year-old kid in, in the audience and tick them off to the point where like they're yelling at him or their mom's flipping them the bird or whatever, then he's done his job. No, Baron Corbin, you have not. You've gotten heat, mm-hmm. but that's not your job. That's not your entire job. You still have to go in that ring. You still have to have to wrestle a good match. Before you continue your point, um, you know we've said it on the show before. There's no such thing as bad heat. What's okay. the, you know? Explain to the somebody out there that has heard us say that before. The ham and eggers. Yeah. <laughs> and, and explain explain what that what that what why why this isn't good enough. Cause it's heat. It is heat, and but there, you're right. There, there never is any bad heat. You go, you can go in, and, like we're watching Tai Chi right now in the ring, singing, lip syncing. Yeah, I'm, I'm missing this, by the way, because I have the volume down. So. <laughs> you're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You can go in as a heel, and garner as much heat as you want, and there really is no bad heat. So getting that twelve-year-old kid to hate you is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Absolutely, absolutely you're, not. You're 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 uh, garnering emotion from them. You want them yeah. to be so enthralled with you and your actions that if you're if you're a heel, you want them upset. You want them riled up at you. If you're a babyface, you want them pining over you. You want them crying every time you get punched. You know that's the kind of emotion you want from the fans. So there never is any bad heat. But you still have to go in and perform after you get that heat. You can't simply rely being a heel on heat alone. That's not how this works. You're still a wrestler. You're still a sports entertainer. You have to go entertain. You have to go wrestle. Simple as that. Let's go back to that to that, uh, to that guy, Chris Benoit. And when he when he first one of the, one of his first major runs in WWE was a rivalry with Chris Jericho, and if you go if you look at that, and Chris Benoit is not the not the best guy on the mic, but he did a lot of dashly things with Jericho to where it's like, damn it, like you hate this guy because Chris Jericho was the babyface, and you wanted to see him finally beat Benoit, but the problem was. Is that when that bell rang, Benoit wasn't just a guy that was trying to piss off Chris Jericho and piss off the crowd. He was better than Jericho in that He ring. was better than Jericho. <laughs> Absolutely. And that might be an extreme like example because it's Chris Benoit and very few are as good as Chris Benoit. But that's what we mean. It's When that bell rings, you're not done being a heel. You have to go in there now and wrestle a fucking match and tell a story and continuously be the guy that everybody hates. You look at a guy like Jay White. He is one of the biggest heels in New Japan Pro Wrestling right now. But when that bell rings, is he still a heel? Is he still going to do dash of things? Is he still going to break the rules? You bet he is. But he's also going to out-wrestle you. 
or at least damn near try. Yeah. And when the, when the time comes and he's being out wrestled, that's when he's like, you know what? I'm a bad guy. I could break the rules. Yeah. I don't have to play by the same rules as this guy because, you know, these guys look up to him. These kids, they worship them. Me, they already hate me. And I want them to hate me yeah. more. I'll have my manager step up on the apron and interfere. Yeah. Or, you know, or I'll have another Bullet Club member come and interfere. Yeah. Or I'll go grab a chair and, you know, shit yeah. like that. Right, right. exactly. That's, that's, that's the thing about, you know, the heat and, and, and using it to your advantage. But you still have to wrestle. This yeah. is still wrestling, you know. Sports entertainment still, it, 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 it's a fancy phrase. For professional wrestling, yeah, that's that's what it is. Uh, that that's the problem with Baron Corbin. Um, and and you, you know you mentioned not doing the job as a heel. I segued into the break talking about a specific a female talent. You and I talked about this on the show. We talked about it last week. I have a major issue with what they're doing with Dakota Kai, and and and. It's a little bit different because I don't fully feel it's Dakota Kai's fault. She's not necessarily quitting, stop being a wrestler. No, I I think it's just booking. It's bad booking, and it's um, it's me ever wondering, always wondering if she was even the right pick to do something like that. Because you look at Dakota Kai and where she's been prior to this, this is a major jump from what she's used to, and. Does she have it in her to be a a, a, a mega heel? Because what she did at uh, at War Games back in November was one of the most dashly things that you would see all Dude, year. Dude, I was shocked. That was jaw-droppingly shocking. And um, how how are they how are they using her now? Is is extremely questionable. Absolutely, you know. So she does that at Survivor Series. And, you know, you and I talked about it before, and what did I say? She's going to have to be that dastardly all the, all the time, time now. Yeah. Not to everybody, but at least to Tegan Knox. Mm-hmm. Because that that was the, the main... Th- that was the main baby face she was, she was after. So, every time you see them and they're around each other, something like that has to happen. Some, some, she has to do something dastardly... Or, or at least in the in the fans' minds, still be that dastardly for for it to have any lasting effect. Um, well, I think it was at uh, uh, what event was that? I think it was Worlds Col. No, was it Worlds, Worlds Collide? Collide? Yeah, where there was she was just in the audience. Yeah, and Tegan Knox came and beat the hell out of her. Okay, so. Again, she's still that dastardly, okay? Immediately, they showed her on camera. She stood up. She stood there scowling, arms crossed. Yeah. And everybody's booing the shit out of her. That's what you want. Great. Tegan Knox comes around out of nowhere, beats the piss out of her. Great. That's what you want. But following that event, following the weekend of the Rumble, they do NXT and... It's pretty much just your standard wrestling match. Mm-hmm. Do, don't get me wrong. She was trying to be a heel. Candice LeRae got involved for Tegan Knox and stopped Dakota Kai from being that heel. And Tegan Knox gets the win. 
and now you verify it for me that at their at the next big event they're going to have a street fight but guess what folks all that heat gone what they should have done was let her continue to get over on Tegan Knox. You want it to the point where fans of Tegan Knox are like, God damn it, she did it again. What the fuck? When, I thought yeah. she was gonna have it, you know. Well, see, they they, they missed their 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 opportunity at the at rumble. the rumble too. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Both both ladies it didn't even need to be for it to happen, but both ladies were part of the rumble match. Didn't face each other at all in the, in the match. Dakota Kai gets thrown out almost immediately, which does, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Which does nothing for her and, and and her heel persona. Very much like the Brock Lesnar situation. You're trying to push this girl, and and you know I'm not saying she needs to win or even become you know put in the final four, but at least let her be in there for ten minutes. Yeah, she could have. She could have. Uh, you know, I don't know. Prevented. Uh... Prevented a baby face from throwing a, another heel character out of the or, ring, or thrown over a, a baby face that you knew was going to throw that it was not going to win. Yeah, let it be like a distinct, like oh shit, like Dakota Kai, that that son of a bitch, you know. <laughs> and then you know, like have 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 something go down between her and, and Knox. Something it could be something very minor. They they didn't do that, and then for the the, the singles match. Again, this is this is a one this is one way you could have done that. You, you booked the match. Tegan Knox comes out first. Dakota Kai says the hell with this fucking match. I'm I'm beating the piss out of you here. Tax her from behind. Beats the ever living shit out of her. Then if you want to throw Candice LeRae in, which I'm not a fan to begin with, to, to for her to do that, for them to do that, then you throw her in there to, to help prevent her from doing anything more. But you keep you don't you don't put this match on NXT. You don't put this match on Free TV. No. This is a pay-per-view match or a WWE Network match. And, you know, this is one of those things where, you know, you, you put them in the match. And then you book something, let's say, for NXT TakeOver Portland. But, again, it's the same type of shit happens. This is one of those situations where you should have waited for WrestleMania weekend for. Yeah. For, for NXT TakeOver Tampa, which is happening the night before WrestleMania. All you had to do was wait a couple of months. But, you know, slowly build that up. And, and, and get it to the point to where Dakota Kai is such a mega heel that by the time that Tegan Knox finally gets her hands on her, it's going to be like, oh, my God, about time. She's finally, finally exacting her revenge. It's a revenge story. Yeah. It's and, supposed to be. <laughs> you know, it's like you look at other revenge stories. You look at movies. You know, it takes most of the time. It takes a lot. And, 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 and the hero is, is, is suffers a great deal to finally get his hands on the person that caused him all this pain. That's that's what this is. This is a pretty basic story. How do you fuck that one up? They have. They they sincerely have. And and it's shocking to me because normally we don't we don't have that kind of a gripe with NXT. I got a gripe with NXT. Do you? Yeah. Um I got a gripe because they took another good talent away and from from the wrestling world. Oh boy, here we go. And, <laughs> and even though he's probably he's probably going to NXT, and we're probably going to see uh, probably going to see him in, 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 in the ring with Walter at some point. I would imagine. I would imagine, yeah. Timothy Thatcher officially signed with the WWE. Oh man. 
They signed him away from MLW. That's huge, man. That's so fucking huge. And if rumors are correct, this is one of two guys that were signed away from MLW. Um, but fuck, Timothy Thatcher. Yeah. I I know there's you know you had you off off the off air you had a little bit of excitement because NXT and I do too it's NXT, but uh, it's disappointing. It's disappointing still at the end, at the end of the day. It, it is it is, um, and and I I really don't know what to say other than that. I mean you know I I'm I'm probably gonna sound like a broken record here, but it's. It sucks that he signed with NXT, but I'm glad it was NXT as opposed to Raw or SmackDown. Oh, yeah. You know, because they would just water him down. He's going to get Lesnar. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But. Terrible. Um, I think he'll, I I know he'll definitely flourish in NXT. Can't wait to see him in NXT UK. It's going to be great. NXT, I, I would love to see him in NXT UK for, for, for the foreseeable future, but if you if you throw him in there in NXT, I mean, there's a there's a laundry list of guys. Really would have wished he held out, and uh, even if he like, I'm fantasy booking here, but if he was looking to go elsewhere, had Ring of Honor not had their head up their ass, could have signed him. Guess what? There's your first pure fucking champ now yeah. that that belt's back. In a fucking heartbeat, take my money! Oh my god, take my money! Imagine a, a world where we see Thatcher versus Osprey for that belt. Oh. could have happened. Could have happened. Uh, but you're a little too little, too late, and uh, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that uh, that he's signed away, and, and you know, in a world where we're sharing talent among so many different companies, you know, the the, the partnership that Impact Wrestling right now has with AAA has done amazing. Um, it's unfortunate that 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 that's uh, that this is happening. That he's now stuck with this one yeah, company. Well, we're gonna have to enjoy enjoy it while it lasts, and and you know he's definitely limited to to who he he can face now. But I'll I'll take what I can get, man. I love me some Tim- Timothy Thatcher. Yeah, uh, going back real quick to the the topic of of the stop quit wrestling. You know, the stop wrestling. A perfect example I want to give to why this is a bad thing because also it can be a dangerous thing. Um, you know, he, it's one thing when you when you face a talent like Roman Reigns who really isn't doing much, and that's not really an attack on Roman Reigns. That's just his style. He doesn't really do a whole lot. He's a big guy. Not unless he's provoked. Yeah, doesn't do a whole lot. But it goes back to a, a guy by the name of of Punishment Martinez, who is now known as Damian Priest in NXT. He was uh, originally known as as Punishment Martinez, and he had a match against a guy named uh, Sobrano Jr. Oh, that was at the New York show, New right? New York show, yeah. And you know, Punishment Martinez is a guy. He's a he's a heel. He's a bad guy. He's trying to get heat, and he is absolutely butchering these moves. Now, Sobrano Jr. is a high flyer. He's a luchador, and he's doing all these moves on, on Martinez, and Martinez is not catching him. <laughs> at all, he's it's to the point where Sobrano is kind of throwing his hands up, like "What is going on?" And the crowd is going nuts, booing the shit out of Martinez. And Martinez is is he's drinking it all in, like "Haha, look at me, I'm just mega heel. You're booing me. I'm doing my job." No, my man, they're not booing you because you're a mega heel. They're booing you because you're trying to you're trying to kill a guy. Yeah. 
<laughs> so it's you know, just because you're getting booed does not mean that you're doing your job. And in the case of Roman Reigns, like I said, Roman Reigns isn't flying around the ring like Silver Brown Jr., but it could be a dangerous thing. You put him in there with with any with with a with a guy like let's say a, a, a Kingston. Or a Mysterio, or or an, or an Andrade, who's not really a high flyer, but does more than Roman Reigns would. And you got a guy that's it, you know that's more about pissing off a twelve year old kid than wrestling a match. You can get you can get somebody hurt. Yeah, absolutely. You, you can get somebody hurt, and uh, it, it's it's not only is it is it is it uncomfortable to watch, and you know sometimes most of the time frustrating and boring to watch. But it's also dangerous. It's a dangerous thing to do. Um, your job is to wrestle inside of a twenty by twenty ring. So they to hear him talk like that is uh, is very much um, disgusting and 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 just has no place in, in this business. No. Then again, uh, Baron Corman has no place in this business. <laughs> and we'll see if if we go back a few years, he still had the long hair. Barely. He, well, yeah, but he... <laughs> <laughs> hairlines aside, like... Yeah. He he had that I-don't-give-a-fuck attitude. Yeah. And, you know, he was getting heat backstage oh, yeah. fr- from, from management. But guess what? He actually did his job in the ring. Mm-hmm. And that was one, that was one version of Baron, Cor- Baron Corbin that I always looked forward to seeing on TV. Yeah. You knew what you were getting... He like he really could give two shits, and he thought that uh, he he was this lone wolf, and he was gonna prove everybody wrong his way. Great, that's fine because it translated over into some solid wrestling. We don't have that anymore. We just don't. Now he's all about pissing people off and not wrestling. Yeah. So, I mean, this is the same guy that wrestled in a button-up shirt and slacks for. All over a year. Again, something he said in that interview. Mm-hmm. He's like, I know fans don't like it, so I that's how I dress now. That's his That's his reasoning for dressing like that. Nah, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> um, by the way, we were we were wrong about that main event. It uh, looks like the main event is Okada versus Taichi. Um, Which I'm not mad at. No. I, you know, Taichi is a guy, they, they, they point out the fact that he's been a, a young lion at the same time as Okada. I mean, you look at the success that Kazuchika Okada has had. I mean, he's known as a, at least a candidate as one of the greatest wrestlers in the world today. Taichi never quite had that. He's about to, oh, I thought he was about to take his pants off. But he actually, it's about to happen right here. Well, yeah, and they're, well, they're bringing up the like to to instill story into this rivalry. They're bringing up the opinion of Tai Chi that he's been the black sheep of New Japan for so long, and you know he's he's the one that doesn't get the title shots and things like that. And that's that's what built this this match up, and successfully, I might I might add. Well, you mean good storytelling helps. Helps a match out even more. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. You know, like it's not like we, you know, you and I have like this wrestling lab, and we wear lab coats, and we talk about rocket science and wrestling. Like this is basic shit. Yeah, this is basic shit. Like you know, again, the revenge story with with Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. How many times have we seen that in wrestling? 
It just, it's, thousands, hundreds of thousands. You know, when you when you look at professional wrestling, there's probably what fifteen to twenty, maybe tops, of storyline angles that you can tell. It's a lot of it's the same shit, just retold. All it takes is a little bit of creativity. Follow your guidelines. Follow your beat sheets. It'll go yeah. a long way. Yeah. Follow those beat sheets, and you know, for anyone that has ever written any kind of script, you know what I'm talking about there. You follow those. All you're doing is same. It's, it's the same situations, just different faces. It's basic, standard shit. Just like, just like a lot of your stories that are told in movies and TV shows. Those aren't nothing's new. Those aren't nothing special. You know, if you, whether no matter what kind of genre you're watching, a lot of those are are the same blueprints. It's, it's the same carbon copies. You just tweak shit. It's not rocket science. I got a story for you. I don't think I've ever told you this. When I was in high school, I was a sophomore. And one of my friends at the time, her younger brother uh, had just turned a freshman. And I didn't know that he was into wrestling. But one day we're at lunch, and he happened to have the same lunch period as I. He overhears me talking about wrestling. And he's like, man... I could write that all the time if they let me. And he made it sound like he had written for them before. And and right now I'm speaking about NWA, uh, Jim Crockett Promotions. Okay. <laughs> and they, uh, you used to be able to write to the studio, like fan mail and stuff. And according to him, again, according to him, he wrote pretty much the basis for the angle where Sting joined the Horsemen and they later turned on Sting. And he even referenced the upside down four fingers. Oh, wow. And I I was shocked because it wasn't long after hearing him talk about it that it actually came out on television. And uh, I like to this day, I'm like, wow. If that was true... It just goes to show you, like, here's a fucking freshman in high school, mind you, writing, you know, writing the simplest of fucking storylines, and they used it, you know, and it went over, like, fucking mm. great. Yeah. So, just go, it, it, it's not rocket science. You're trying to tell a story. You're trying to tell a certain type of story. There's good guys and bad guys, you know, good girls and bad girls, How, however you want to look at it. It, it's there. You just tweak it a little bit. You're absolutely right. That's all you got to do is tweak it a little bit. You look at you know any any superhero story, the, the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or if you if you actually read the comics, it, a lot of it's the same. And I I don't want to sound ignorant because I love those stories, but it's the same regurgitated story for the most part. It's a, it has a beginning, a middle, and end. You have your 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 plot beginning. You tell the story of who the who who's who's in there. Now you got the problem. Now you got the confrontation, and now you have the end. Is good going to prevail, or, or, or will this be the day of you know evil have its last laugh? That's that's all it is. Yeah, that's that's all it is. I mean, yeah, you spr- It's not you know you sprinkle in other stuff. You you know what, what have you? But it doesn't always have to be good guys versus bad guys, or you know stuff like that. Like it's not not. I'm not trying to sound that cliche. But for the most part, 
you're telling the same stories and and to continuously fuck those up it, it, it's it's mind-boggling um you know and, and and it kills your talent you have somebody like dakota kai man that she really could use that heel turn because let's face facts she hasn't been doing a whole lot as a baby face she's a good talent but there's nothing special about her and then she she does what she did at survivor series and now guess what People know who Dakota Kai is, and it doesn't matter because all it took was WWE's bad booking to completely destroy every bit of momentum that she had, and that's going to be the story of Dakota Kai unless they find a way to fix this. There's still time, but you need to fucking like hurry the, hurry the hell up and find a way to make that what she does at the pay-per-view, NXT TakeOver Portland, uh... Whatever she does there means something. It has to mean something. Because if, if you fail there, you might as well just take her off air and, and, and repackage her. Yeah. Yep. And it's, that, it would be that fast. Yeah, that's where we're at with that, man. And it, it, it's sad. It's sad because they've dropped the ball numerous times now. And that's the reason why I don't want Timmy Thatcher there. But, uh, <laughs> I digress. Um New Japan here. New Japan, you know, we, you and I are watching, uh, I forget. Now, New Beginning. New Beginning in Sapporo. Uh, you can catch that on, uh, on their streaming service on JPW World. You go to our website at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash NJPW. And, uh, you get yourself a 30-day free subscription uh, yeah, we, we did complain that they, at, as of this recording, they didn't have all the road to beginning, or uh, all the road to new beginning yet, but uh, hopefully they'll get those up there soon enough, but uh, you definitely get the main shows as well as all of Fantastic Mania, Wrestle Kingdom Weekend, which we still cannot get over how great that was. Uh, I think it's a show that we're going to be talking, or shows, I should say, that we'll be talking yeah. about all year. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, at that show, of course, we saw Tetsuya Naito win the IWGP Intercontinental and Heavyweight title. Um, as we found out as w- by watching this show, that he's not the only double, double champion. champion. We, the Never Openweight six-man tag team champion, at least one-third of them, and now the Never Openweight champion is uh, Shingo Takagi, and they are part of the same faction in LIJ. Is there any significance with giving Takagi both belts? Uh, they, they 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 talked about uh, New Japan Cup coming up soon. Uh, I believe uh, late February, early March, uh, where the winner of that tournament gets a, a a title shot of their choosing. Now, is what it is. Um, I'm not saying anybody's going to be a quadruple or triple champion of any kind or anything <laughs> like that, but. Um, this is going to cause any kind of uh, issues within LIJ and Takagi and, and Naito, or should it? Would you Would you book that? Uh, I wouldn't book it. Um, right now, LIJ is going through quite the gold rush. Uh, minus man. my man Sonata. Oh, yeah, minus Sonata. Sonata, no belts. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I, I wouldn't book uh, Takagi versus... Uh, Oh my God! Why am I having a brain fart? Naito. Naito. Yeah. Thank you. That's sorry. It's hell getting old, folks. <laughs> uh, I would not book Naito versus Takagi because 
what they're doing with uh, with Shingo there is, uh, I, I think Kevin Kelly said it best in in Shingo's own words. He wants to bring importance, relevance to those belts. And let's face it, New Japan, it's almost like they've had this, uh, I think, I rarely talk bad about their booking, but the Neverweight Open Championship, bad booking. They continually give it to people, and then they don't do shit with it. Yeah. And every time you try to build up those feuds, they always fall short. And it doesn't matter who it is, you know? Fucking uh, Kenta. Mm-hmm. I could give two shits that Kenta had that belt. Um, you know, Ishii, as as stable and consistent uh, of a competitor he is, didn't give two shits. You know, Hiroki Goto, didn't give two shits. I had one of his reigns. Yeah. So, it's like, what do you do with that belt? Well, I'm excited now, because, let's face it, you've got, you've got Shingo, he's got a chip on his shoulder. I want to go prove not, not just... That I can. This is something that's uh, been going on since last year. I don't want to just be considered a super junior. I want to be considered heavyweight. I want to go toe to toe with heavyweights too. What better way to prove that than to challenge anyone and everyone with that neverweight open title? Simple as that. And he will. He'll he'll bring some importance to that title. And and hopefully they they do the same with the the six man. Well, six man especially. I mean, you know, you, the the six man tag team champions were uh, Taguchi, Makabe, and uh, and Hanma, I believe. If that, if that's yeah. correct. And uh, you wouldn't have even fucking known that because that title went like ten months without being defended. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a long time. And and it was almost like you know, there was, there was a time where I was like, I had to look it up. I'm like, did they get rid of those belts? Or are they not doing the six man tag team titles anymore? And you know they were, but they just weren't defending those belts. And 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 that those those three guys had no chemistry to begin with, anyways. I mean, Makabe and Hama, they're great bad shield. I get that, but Taguchi was just like a random mix there. Where here with Lij, you know, they mentioned it on the show. They on on uh, on the New Beginning uh, show in Sapporo that they are teaming with each other every single night. That they're yeah. they're constantly together. So even though they haven't defended the belts yet, they're constantly the well-oiled machine that they've been since winning the titles and, uh, you know, preparing themselves for when they actually finally do defend those titles, which I'm, I'm assuming is coming up very soon. Well, here. if I heard that correctly earlier, so we're watching the same show earlier, you know, they mentioned all that information, but they also mentioned that I thought I heard them say that it's going to be that same match just for the titles. On an upcoming show. Okay. So, like, you essentially, you got to see the, the match that's going to happen, but next time, the titles will be on the line. Yeah. Um, the, the Never Open Way title, to you know, you look at, uh, you look at the situations where New Japan is doing business with, with Ring of Honor, that's, that's a perfect title, and I think for New Japan, that might be a little weary on doing any kind of things with Gaijin regarding their titles right now. The never open way to save for title to let's say you swap talent. Yeah, travel it's a traveling title. Traveling title. Yeah. yeah. You could take that title to Lakeland, Florida and and defend it at Supercard of Honor, you know, against a, a number of people. 
And you know, as far as Ring of Honor is concerned, there's there's a a plethora of of talent that I would love to see them in the ring with. Uh, see Takagi in the ring with, you know, with with Takagi, you know, too. He's he's that talent that he's gonna bring the best out of anyone that he's in the ring with. And what I love about him too is that he's so goddamn adaptive to every single style that he's ever seen. Uh, it's it's a, he's a, he's a freak of freak of nature when it comes to how talented he is, and if you're trying to get a belt over, you, we saw with uh, let's say like a Nakamura back with the IC belt, that's the guy. With all due respect to the other guys you mentioned, Hiroki Goto, I've I've said it before when I talked about never opening title. I, I'm a fan of Goto, yeah, but so at, much. at his age, he's he's not really doing a whole lot to bring you know. I mean, he's still good, he's still talented. But he lacks that that certain spark that he had back in his heyday, you know, 10, 10, 10 years ago, 10 plus years ago now. You know, a Kenta. Ain't nobody in, 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 in the wrestling world right now that has more heat than, than Kenta. But let's face facts, he was never, that was a placeholder title for him. Yeah. And I'm not saying he's going to win the, the belts from, from Naito, at least not right away. Maybe, maybe not. I doubt it. But, you know, those that was not something he really took seriously. It was just a belt for him to have. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's, for Takagi, like this is the perfect belt because let's face facts, you're you're not going to give him the heavyweight title right now. You're not going to give him the intercontinental title right now. It doesn't look like they're going to st- uh, stray away from non or sorry Gaijin wrestlers for the U.S. heavyweight title. Although Suzuki could be Moxley technically for the belt. This is the perfect belt for him. You get you gave him a strap, a singles title, and whether he had the six man or not, this right here is the one that uh, you know by the time that his reign's over with, you could look at that never open weight championship as a top tier title again. Yeah, and that's the whole purpose of it. Takagi is the perfect fit for that. And I too, going back to the original question about booking that, I wouldn't book that. We're we're gonna see Naito versus Takagi for a but for a belt at some point in the future. It doesn't have to be anytime soon, but uh, I think the moment that I see, I, I saw, and I know we've seen this match before, Takagi versus Naito in G1. Takagi, when when he was announced as the new member of LIJ, that very first night, I, I it's just like it's only a matter of time before those two clash. We all pretty much can see the writing on the wall. It has to mean something, and and right now, it just it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to book that match and. That's just way too many belts to put into uh, into one single match, anyways. As we see Okada about to beat Taichi here uh, after hitting him with the Rainmaker, which, by the way, guys, is just a clothesline. <laughs> <laughs> but he make he, he makes it work, and 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 the guys sell for it. So uh, that right there, that is your your main events for I believe it's night two of the. Uh, this took place the night of the Super Bowl. Yeah, February 2nd. Uh, speaking of Super Bowl, before we wrap this up, uh, I want to give a shout-out to your former head coach. Congrats, Andy Reid. Finally got one under your belt. Uh, sorry it took so goddamn long. Is it, is it easy for you to, to, to congratulate a former head coach of your team knowing that you guys won a Super Bowl? Or what, what? You know, because no, I would react the same way even if we hadn't won the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, like I genuinely like Andy Reid and his style of of coaching. Um, you, if you pay enough attention to football and interviews, 
you you will already have heard from multiple players the same phrase used in conjunction with Andy Reid's name. And that is the moment Andy Reid stepped into their organization, he changed the culture. And that is something so important with a head coach. It's um, you know, it's it's a dash of respect, it's uh, it's discipline, it's know how, it's knowledge, it's it's attitude. It's all that rolled into one. And then you give it to your players and you expect it back. And it makes all the difference in an organization. And the the quicker they adapt to it, the more successful they become. You know, I'm I'm a, anybody who knows me, I'm a huge Philadelphia Eagles fan. And that was one thing going through the Andy Reid years. You had, you he did he did change that culture. But the 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 perennial problem with the Philadelphia Eagles back then was you had he was totally in Donovan McNabb's head, and he would do anything for him. But you had guys like Deshaun Jackson, who thought it was more fucking important to be a prima donna than to play team ball at the end of the day. And, you know, as as successful as we were and as far as we got season after season, guess what, guys? It didn't end up with a Super Bowl victory, you know? So for him to sit here, I I think he's, what, 61 years old now. Um, Dude, congratulations. I'm I'm so glad he's got one. And and, uh, I, I hope nothing but the best for him out there in KC. I told everybody the moment he went to KC. It's only a matter of time. And, and I actually said within five years. It's been seven. But, hey, I, I knew he was going to get one. It was just a matter of time. I mean, he, he he brought back life into Alex Smith's career before. Yeah. Before, well, he didn't get injured with uh, KC. He got injured with Washington. But, uh, you know, before Patrick Mahomes came along. And, and, look, you know, you look at a guy like Patrick Mahomes. He's definitely a, a good, I mean, not good, a great, very rare raw talent. But, you know, if you if you watch pro sports, you know, you know that it takes more than raw talent to be successful at this level. And it, it takes leadership. It takes a guy that can then bring that out of you. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's one, of those, one of those feel-good moments to see a guy like Andy Reid win it. Uh, and I and I love the fact that he didn't win it as a as a rival of ours, because <laughs> I am a big New York Giants fan, and uh, yeah, I I wouldn't want to see that. Although I I, I, I always I I'm, actually it was from this recording it was I believe two years ago to the day, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, two years ago to the day that the the Eagles knocked off the the Patriots, and I always remember I was in the. That's why I'm wearing the shirt. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing an Eagles shirt right now. I remember. I just remember uh, texting you from my from my hotel room. I was I was away on business, and uh, I was just man, congrats, man. You're w- one of two teams to knock off the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick era. I, man, I had a lot of people <laughs> get a hold of me, and and uh, it was kind of surprising because yeah, like I mean, like a lot of us that are close friends, you know, we we all have our teams, and yeah. Um, you know, at the end of the day, everybody knows, like, 
Big Joe, he's a fucking Eagles fan, like you know, like it or not. And, uh, right. I I knew I knew all we needed was a chance, and we got that chance, and we beat them. Mm. And that's that. It's over with. We're, yeah. we're, we've been champs. I'm good now. I can I can you, die now. You, I got I got my Super Bowl ring. I'm you good. got it. Yeah, you got you got you got your you got your moment. Uh, yeah, it's just really cool. It was a fun game, and uh, it was it was definitely cool. So uh, hats off to to Andy Reid and uh, the Kansas City Missouri Chiefs. <laughs> Not the Kansas City, Kansas. Oh boy! Uh, I'll, I'll I'll leave it at that. I'll leave that oh, one alone. Boy. But the, I just thought that was really funny. Was but um, but yeah, um, that's uh, I think that's gonna do it for us. This Absolutely, week. yeah. We're oh, I didn't tell you the coolest shit I've seen this week. Please tell me the coolest shit I've seen this week. You know, actually, I haven't been watching a whole lot. <laughs> a lot of wrestling. So the the coolest shit that I that I've seen this week is actually going to be uh I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do a cop out here. The coolest thing I seen is something that we actually already talked about. Uh it is indeed the conversation that we're gonna continue to have and that is um MLW and the partnership in, with Dragon Gate. I can't stress on that enough. Oh man! How important and how huge that is. I, I know they just lost Tim Dick Thatcher. That's fine. It sucks, but they'll be fine. That kind of, for those who are not familiar with Dragon Gate, you take strong style like like a New Japan Pro Wrestling. Sure. You mix. You throw in a little bit of lucha libre. You throw in a little bit of of some at times Greco Roman wrestling, and you put it all in one. Nothing else in Japan is doing what they're doing. And it's about time that an international audience, uh, international for them at least, is seeing is seeing that at the, at the forefront now. And, and mix that with MLW talent, potentially other talent that's being swapped with like The Crash or even Pro Wrestling Noah. And above all that, what's even bigger is the, is, is the word, is, is the... The use of the word shared or words shared content. That's huge. That's super huge. It's it's just, I mean, I know we talked about that, but that is indeed the coolest thing I've coolest shit I've seen all week. Uh, Absolutely. Holy man. shit. And I'm just they haven't announced much. They, they there is a to be announced uh first dates on when the first official swapping of talent or in partnership with of with Dragon Gate is, but holy fuck. Holy fuck, indeed! And uh, there's a little company from from uh, Orlando, Florida, I believe they're based out of, just is doing so such big things, and it's getting to the point where you have to start looking at, you know, like, and I'm not, I don't want to get too much into this right now, but they're they're bringing in so much talent at this point and shared talent that is is an hour every Saturday enough to contain it all. And that's something that we'll, we'll have to talk about another time. But there's a, there's a lot going on with this company to where you know their weekly show, you know maybe look into more pay per view events because they they had one back in November. We'd love to see even more of that. It is, I mean, it is. I'm telling you this right now. They're 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 mainly East Coast. They do a lot of a lot of stuff on the East Coast, Florida, New York. They do come to Chicago. They are supposed to be coming back to Chicago, I believe, in March or April. Uh, it is. It is. It is continue to to grow in ways that uh, 
it's about time that people start giving them the recognition that they deserve. Um, amongst wrestling fans, I'm not talking to you, WWE Mercs, because there's no point. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but if you if you don't if you haven't if you haven't checked them out, definitely check them out on YouTube, or you can go over to our website at 2020crew.com slash podcast slash fight, that's F-I-T-E, get yourself $15 worth of free credits on us when you become a new subscriber, and every Tuesday night you can catch MLW Fusion absolutely free of charge. Free! Can't beat that. Free 99. Uh, and, uh, and, and find out what the hell me and Joe are constantly talking about. Oh, yeah. Um, this week, uh, the coolest shit we've seen this week is sponsored by... Best Buy. That's right. Good old Best Buy doing us the honors this week. Thank you again uh, for visiting our sponsors. You uh, find yourself shopping at Best Buy. Please do it through us. Show us a little love in support of Best Buy. 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Best Buy. We'll even tell you how to save money on your shopping trips to Best Buy. Believe it or not, the boys here at the 20 by 20 crew We'll definitely save you some dough over at Best Buy. Never 20... pay full price again. Never pay full price again. And on that note, we're we're wrapping things up. Uh, if you've seen cooler cool shit this week that you want to share with us, please get a hold of us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 20x20crew is our official Facebook page. Or actually come and talk to Matt and I, facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20talk. We'll bring you directly there. And once again, we are also on YouTube with the following contest. That's right, our exclusive YouTube content, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash YouTube. And please don't forget to hit that subscribe button and that little notification bell so that you know when we provide you new content on YouTube. Um, We're also on Twitter, twitter twitter.com. Slash 20x20crew. And uh, we're also on Instagram. Instagram.com. Slash 20x20crew. Um, please send us uh, photos of you at live events. Uh, tell us who you're out there meeting and greeting. And uh, who's a dick. Who's not a dick. And uh, yeah. That's always nice to know. <laughs> um, and uh, I think that's about it. Oh, as of, as always, our home on the web, 20x20crew.com, where you will find merch, deals on, uh, you know, trips to Best Buy and GameStop and, and all that jazz and uh, all of our past archives. And we're vastly approaching uh, our, our big anniversary with uh, number 100 here, man. We're six yeah. episodes away. Triple digits, man. Crazy. Triple digits. Well, before we get Lesnared, I have to start all the way from the beginning. <laughs> I think it's the appropriate time for, for to sign off. So until next week, ladies and gentlemen, I've been Matt. He's been Joe. You guys have been, have been fantastic as always. And until next week, we will see, see you in, in the, the ring. ring. I'm in the locker room behaving myself. <laughs> Not minding a soul. In fact, I, I believe I was cleaning the washcloth, you know, blackboards off, and I was making it nice for everybody. And Macho walks in, he's like, All right, brother. We're going to do it tonight, I guess. Oh, it's the story fucking going around. We're going to get down and do it. Yeah, dude, sounds great. He's like, We're going to take care of a little business first, though. What? About the snake. 
Yeah. Has he been fixed or not? Fixed? You mean poisonous? He goes, yeah, that might be the fucking problem. <laughs> and I'm like, Randy, of course he's been fixed. He goes, maybe he has and maybe he hasn't. <laughs> Stranger things have happened in the WWE. Somebody wants the Macho Man's Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship title. <laughs> it's and just you and him. Poison a snake on him, and that fucking rest is history. Macho's wow. dead, snake's the champ. I'm like, dude, are you fucking. Jake, I'm just telling you this. He has to bite you now. Wow. Whoa. I'm like, what? He goes, if that. We got to go at it right now, me and you. And he's up in my fucking face with his fist. I'm like, fuck, man, what the fuck is wrong with you? Don't play no fucking games, Jake. <laughs> Get the fucking snake out. <sighs> so I got the snake out, man. I'm like, you fucking psychotic motherfucker. I'm like, any special place you wanted to bite me like my dick? What? He's like, anywhere's good. How about the leg? I'm like, fine. So I got the cobra out and I pulled my pant leg up, shimmed him a little bit and stuck my leg up there and he fucking bit me. You know, three, four seconds, let's go. Macho's like, now don't fucking move. Don't take no elixirs. Don't take no antidotes. Don't take no pills. Don't take no fucking Pedigerm 3 or any of that bullshit. You know, just fucking sit there. I want to see the poison go through your body. Macho Are man you fucking kidding me, man? <sighs> and finally, after about 10 minutes, he's like, I guess you're going to be okay. Well, I'm sorry I didn't fucking make you happy. You know, oh. I could have died. If I'd known you want me to die, I'd die. You know, he's like, okay, but tonight, brother, do me a fever. Once the snake lets go of me, bring him back. I may want you to hook him back up again because I want this idea to fucking make us both some fucking big money. Yeah, can you dig it? Dig it. All right, we're out of here.